You are listening to the Lang and Skim of It podcast, providing the long and short of sports and entertainment news for the casual fan. Now, here are your hosts, Devin Lang and Wes Skim. Hey, it's Devin and Wes with the Lang and Skim of It podcast. Welcome back to a glorious September episode. It is September 14th today. Uh, so, second episode of the month, super, super fun. This is episode six. We're on episode six. Wow. They grow up so fast. I know. <laughs> I just didn't see it coming. I really didn't. I didn't think we'd get this far. I th- I thought that we were just going to be done after episode one. <laughs> yeah, maybe two at the most, you know yeah. what I mean? And even only halfway through that one. <laughs> so, we can see if we get through another full episode today. But if we survive. <laughs> I do have some sports news, as always, to keep things going. So something that I'm excited about as a Chicago Bears fan and an Illinois resident is that the Chicago Bears have recently purchased property in Arlington Heights, Illinois. It was a former racetrack, and the plan is to build a new stadium there and to move out of their current stadium, Soldier Field. <clears throat> So it's a large plot of land. It's very big, yeah. Yes, they, there's a lot that they can do with it. So they had a meeting this past Thursday to kind of go over some of those plans. And it's going to be a big, big project. It's going to involve both the team and the community. Uh, but basically, what they've unveiled so far is that they would like to have a big stadium, potentially one that is enclosed, so it would be some sort of dome it would not be open air so they would not be playing outside and uh, a big parking lot enough parking because that is a problem for yeah like a more suburban town i don't know where they're gonna park there's no garages around that area exactly that that's a problem for going to games currently um but they want to make that pretty seamless operation and then there's so much land to where they can build restaurants bars and hotels oh, yeah. in the area there's uh, like just thinking of where it's at right now so it's it's at the old arlington racetrack yes which just ended its final season like last year or something mm-hmm. um and there's there's like a, a little bar and grill on the corner there there's a mcdonald's and there's a burger king that's shut down <laughs> <laughs> i think there's a dunkin donuts too so like but there's a lot of open land Right. Um, so, like, a lot of places could come in. It could bring in a lot of business. Um, it's a pretty good location because yes. right there's a train station right there too, yes, a metro there station. Yep. So people could roll in from the city, no problem. Yes. Um, so, from what I heard, they want to make sure that it's big enough to fit like college games, possible yes. Super Bowls. Yes. Could you imagine the Super Bowl being like twenty minutes from us? That's crazy. I absolutely <laughs> can. It's it's gonna be. You know, as they keep, you know, unveiling more and more plans, it's going to be hard to sleep. I'm going to be so excited. I mean, I'm going to be pumped up. Yeah, potential. But they have to approve it, though. Yes, uh, potential for, I mean, there's concerts now, but concerts to be held there, March Madness tournament games to be held there. And I guess to kind of go back to saying it's going to be enclosed, that's the reason why. So if they're going to be spending what they're going to be spending a lot of money by the way uh on this new stadium it's gonna they're kind of pigeonholed to making it enclosed because then there's going to be less events that they can have especially the super bowl 
uh, if it's not, if it's open air and, you know, it's going to be February when the Super Bowl is being played, nobody's going to want to go if it's right. potentially Super 30, cold. 20, even lower, you know, temperature it, outside. It snows a lot snowing. more out here than it does closer to the lake. So it would it would get pretty bad during it, the winter. Exactly. So that's just not ideal for fans going to the game. It's not really ideal for football being played. I know in our last episode we mentioned a game being played where it was cold, snowy, windy, and it changed the outcome of the game. So that's not really something you want for your championship game. Someone that, you know, is supposed to prepare all season for this and then the elements kind of change their game plan. So that's one of the reasons being that it kind of has to be, you know, uh, just in order to get a return on investment and make it worth it for a new stadium and worth it for the community and other reasons. It, it kind of has to be. And for fans of football, that's kind of a strange topic because they're just familiar with it all being outside. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but now, in terms of that division, it could potentially just be the Packers that have an open-air outdoor stadium because... They're the did, last one? The De- uh, In terms of um, this the NFC North. So, yeah, the uh, Detroit sure. Lions, also cold and snowy uh, up there in Michigan. And then the Minnesota Vikings, also cold and snowy up there. They both have domes. Um, so that was... An advantage at one point in time, let's just say it's the Miami Dolphins or the L.A. Rams or somebody going up there, and they're used to playing in They've the warmer seen climate. Maybe one time in their life. <laughs> it's true. It's true. There are some players that now they recently have you know came out of college and are now in the league, but they probably went to school somewhere in the South, grew up somewhere in the South, played high school. You know, going back even further. And yeah, they some of them admit they're like I've never seen snow in person. That's so you know? weird. I just can't think because like with how bad winters can get up here, I just right. I can't imagine not having that. You know? Right. Yeah, that's just what they're familiar with because high school is within you know your state, and then also NCAA is within your region. So SEC, you know the south is you're you're playing schools all all in the south so Mm -hmm. it would be few and far between where it would be snowing or cold enough in any of those games i mean i know some of those states that it's happened here and there but for the most part it's it's warm way warmer than it is here you know it'll be 60s 70s maybe 50s or something but i mean it'll be cold and snowy here so Mm -hmm. that's a new experience for them could also be a disadvantage for a team in those climates that's more used to that. They probably prefer it, you know. Um, So it is an advantage, but this is kind of just the way the league is moving because if you build a new stadium, you want to host a Super Bowl. You you want want to host other big big events. Exactly. Get your money's worth out of that, you know. Absolutely. Having every single type of event in in the Dome, more people are able to go, you're able to do more things. Yes. I, I totally get it. Yeah. Um, I mean, the main drawback, I don't know if you were getting to this, but they did say that they do need help from local taxes right. to build it. And yes. that is the big thing a lot of people are held up on. Right. Because as great as it sounds, uh-huh. why does a multi-billion dollar uh-huh. franchise need to take money out of our taxes to build this stadium? Do you have any insight on that? 
I would have to do you more research. Personally, your choice. I'd have to do more research, and like I said, I'm just very blinded as a Bears fan and as a sports fan in general. Uh, also, concert goer. For me, like you mentioned, that being so close to where I'm located, I, I see that as a huge plus. Now, I'm not exactly in Arlington Heights. You know, I might not see that much of a difference on my end, you know, in this community, but. I mean, I'm I'm gung ho. Like I'm I'm very excited for it, and I would have to see the numbers and stuff. Like you're saying, exactly what the differences would be, um, because if you're not somebody that would go to that area, you would not go to games, concerts, other events. It doesn't really pertain to you. I just know that, you know, local. Um, there's Wrigleyville, also in Chicago. There's the Deer District in Milwaukee, outside right. of the Buck Stadium. So there's these areas where they have restaurants bars uh places where you can go do things stay yeah it just kind of becomes its own little subdivision exactly and that's i think great for the community it brings in tourists and stuff Uh, so i mean of the areas that it could be brought to arlington makes the most sense because it's so big arlington area is gigantic and it covers like mount prospect buffalo grove and rolling meadows like all that I would still consider like Arlington Heights area. Yeah, they can get there. It's it's very accessible. Uh, like you mentioned, it's just a great area to have it. So I think, on the micro level, that it, it makes, you know, in the long run, it's it's going to make economic sense. That's just the way I see it because I'm a consumer now, not being a taxpayer in that you know, area. That's yeah. A, that's Wait, a total, you don't pay your taxes? Uh, not in that area. You just admitted so. it <laughs> on air. Yeah, I. Yeah, but yeah, that that area. Listening. I guess we'll just have to wait and see until they start pulling those taxes to see just how much of a difference is. Because I mean, it could very well be just like a few cents on the dollar. Yes. Which I mean, when you break it down, not that big of a deal, but it does add up. So Absolutely. I totally get the concerns. Yeah, anytime this comes up, I mean, even if it's for, you know, great great causes, things like a that, school. Yes, or a school. Yeah, things that are a you community know, center. Yes, you know? yeah, things that are more beneficial to a, a larger audience or a consumer base. Um, then, you know, it's still even is something that people don't like to talk about or hear about. But I just think that this would drive a lot of revenue yeah. uh, for that community. Um, just depending upon how they divvy it all up. I, for one, praise our billionaire overlords <laughs> and hope that <laughs> more options for consumerism open up. I know. So it, it's going to be interesting because there are people within the Chicago Bears organization that are already announcing their plans to retirement. So it's going to be interesting to see exactly where the project is and when they're planning on retiring, what what that timeline is like. Because maybe they don't, it's more than likely they won't get to be able to see this whole operation through. Right. You know what I mean? And that's now we kind of have to transition from one leadership to another leadership and things could change. And I could just, so it's, it's in the very early phases and you, you can't like get too... I guess invested right now, it's still very early on. Like you said, there's a lot of things that could happen that could pull the plug on the whole thing. So Right, it's not finalized yet. Exactly. So they could very well still stay in Chicago at Soldier Field. Yes. And Chicago's trying to pull all the stops to keep them there. Oh, absolutely. I just, 
it's not going to work. I mean, as I a, think the preference is definitely Arlington Heights. As yes, as a just football fan in general, I think others will also understand that the Bears actually have the worst kept field in in terms of what they play on. It's actually the worst in the NFL. So oh wow! There, it actually causes. Uh, you know, Death. not like every, <laughs> not like every single game, but more often than not, it um, causes injuries. You know, what I mean, just oh. because, um, just there's grass flung up everywhere, so there's kind of um, holes or just other other things that's going on that there shouldn't be, uh, and there wouldn't be if they were to have either turf or just have it up kept way different if yeah, it was so indoors or anything um it's also i believe the smallest capacity like it holds the smallest amount of fans and they've renovated it recently but they did not address that need um so i just i just think that you keep seeing i mean i think the most recent one two most recent they built the one in las vegas and they built the one in los angeles and i mean those are huge those are ready for the Super Bowl to be held there, those are, you know, they have the, like we said, the area outside where there's just a lot of places that are easily accessible to get to. Um, right, and I just, will say about, like, sports stadiums, like, we keep saying, like, there's a lot more utility to it than just sports. So even if you don't like sports, it's it's a benefit to the community because it will bring in that tourism, that extra, it'll it'll boost the economy there. Um, it's it's available for events like concerts, but also in times of emergency, yes. having a stadium that close is a great thing. Yes, it's a great thing. Those are very, very good places to go. Yeah, when there's like a major thing. Definitely, yeah, they, and they plan for that as well. Um, the one in. LA, yeah. So the yeah, the one in LA, it's um engineered to where it's pretty much earthquake proof. Believe it or not. Yeah. So though I mean, now they, we don't really need that out here. Exactly. But but they could do potentially I, like again, this is not my area of expertise. A giant they, nuclear safe <laughs> stadium. <laughs> that um tornado safe, you tornado know, wh- whatever safe. they may do differently. There's there's so many different things that could be done now. I just know it'll just bounce the tornado back into the sky. It'll be <laughs> I mean that that would be great. It would be to me that'd be all the return on investment you need. It has it. special heating capacity to melt all the snow in a a sixty foot rate sixty mile radius. See, we should be part of these meetings. We should, we should be pitching this stuff. Um, I guess my last thing about it, unless you have any more questions, is that. They would still be the Chicago Bears, folks. I know that causes some confusion. The Arlington Heights Bears. <laughs> I know that is a question that people have asked me or people have asked other people. They would still be the Chicago Bears. Because it's still Chicagoland area. Exactly. So the Dallas Cowboys, one of the most famous franchises in the NFL, plays in Arlington, Texas. So they do not play. So we're copying in, them. Yeah. So they do not play in Dallas. Exactly, and the New York Giants and the New York Jets don't even play in the state of New York. They play in the state of New Jersey. They play in <laughs> East Rutherford. So that's an hour outside of New York. Again, take a train or drive or get there. Um, this would be the exact same thing. You yes. know what I mean? It's it's about an hour, maybe less, outside of Chicago. People from Chicago can still get there, and you need to think that 
it's not only people in Dallas, only people in New York City, only people in Chicago that are going to these games. There's people from outside of the city, even outside of the state. Maybe people from Wisconsin are going down to Chicago right now because uh, Chicago is still much closer than Green Bay for for some a, people. Yeah, yeah. For, for a lot. Green Green Bay is like... A, it's pretty far up there. Yeah, it, it, it's very far up there. So I w- want to even say... From Milwaukee, I believe it's still even closer. I could be wrong, but that's why so many uh, Wisconsinites are still Bears fans. Yes, absolutely. So it's just it's nearby to wow. me. I you know this this may rub some people the wrong way, but I I think you should stick it to the same state. It's always I mean I, like you said location wise, um, but I always think it's strange seeing like a Green Bay Packers fan who also is a Chicago Cubs fan. It's like, why aren't you a, a Brewers fan or something? Or why aren't you a Bears fan? Well, I mean, you, you can know. pick the team you like, Devin. Nope, nope. It all I has just root be... for whoever's winning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why when I see that they are a Lakers and a Cowboys and a Yankees fan, and that is a popular combination, that's when I'm just like, okay, I see, it. I see what's going <laughs> I see on what here. You're doing. Or, you know, like I think I've mentioned before, uh, the newest one would be the... Patriots and the Golden State Warriors. Oh it's yeah, like a, a combination. That's more so this up and coming generation. That's who they've seen win. Prior to that, like I said, was you seen the Lakers and the Cowboys? Oh, well, we as a society like winners. <laughs> hey, um, uh, that's that's you know I I know I know why they're doing it. You know <laughs> I see the reasons as to why. I will say yeah. that if they do build the the Arlington Stadium. That when Garoppolo's in town playing, he has to do the school tour because he went to school there. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. That is, so he better pop up to every single high school and middle school in the area <laughs> and elementary school, so that everyone can see him. Yeah, that's your challenge, Garoppolo. The Jimmy... listening, our only <laughs> fan, <laughs> the Jimmy Garoppolo challenge. The Jimmy Garoppolo challenge. <laughs> Yeah, no, that'd be cool for the community. Um, and then he has to bring everyone Subway. Yes, you know, <laughs> I'm just like, you're, you're kind of blowing my mind here. So J- Jimmy Garoppolo and Tony Romo on the same commercial, I did not realize that um, just, you know, those two being associated, they uh, both went to Eastern. Oh. Tony Romo did as well. Oh, he went to Eastern as well. Yes, long time Dallas Cowboy, so as we've mentioning. Uh, went to Eastern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, yeah, lots of Subway alum are also uh, <laughs> EIU <laughs> alum. <laughs> um, yeah, There's no, that's, link. That, that's cool. I didn't even think about that or realize. But yeah, Tony Romo, longtime Dallas Cowboys co- quarterback, now analyst, one of the you know more sought-after ones. People like his analysis a lot during the games. As just a former quarterback, he reads the field really well. He does that thing where he predicts what the offense is going to do before they even do it. People think that that's really interesting. I do too. It's really cool. So, yeah, yeah. Eastern Illinois, what can I say? Just uh, <laughs> pumping out some great some great talent. <laughs> Speaking of great talent, I'm going to talk about Josh Allen next. Keep talking about NFL football. Okay, all right. So the Bills head coach, Sean McDermott, said going into the season and going into this game – that was played this past Thursday, that he wants to limit quarterback Josh Allen's rushing attempts. 
So that was the plan going into it. However, he had the most rushing attempts of anybody on the team. He had 10. So he gave some hits, including a great stiff arm. And then he also took some hits as well. And that is why they want to limit these rushing attempts. Uh, rushing is a great ability of his, but he's a quarterback. He has a huge arm. That is probably his biggest asset. He means so much to the team. He is the reason for them ascending upward and then being probably the absolute favorite, I would say, right now to win the Super Bowl. Anytime I hear people's predictions, that's the team that you know comes out of their mouth. So they need to keep him healthy for the season, and that's why they're doing this. But it's also, like I said, kind of a double-edged sword because he had a rushing touchdown. He had a stiff arm, so he broke that tackle. I mean, he does it really, really well, but there is a chance that he could get injured if he does take some big hits. Um, right. So it's it's weird when you have a skill and they tell you not to do not it. Not to do yeah. it, yeah. Um, but just his, you know. He could sit in the pocket and just throw it around and still be just as, you know, effective if, you know, still more effective than a lot of other quarterbacks in the league. Not, no, you know, no, no knock on them or whatever. He's just a, a very exceptional talent, and he's on a very great team right now, and, and they need him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Good for Josh Allen. I don't have as much to say about him, to be honest. I just did. I didn't know if you were going to say, just you know. With, with, the the stadium being close by here, I know a lot more about that than Josh Allen. Right. <laughs> this is actually probably the first time I've heard his name. Oh, Sorry, wow. Josh. No, no worries there. <laughs> I just didn't know if you know your that happens in your world or something. Oh, with where, acting. Yeah, where they're, so, like, where they're skilled at them. something. Um, they've done something before and had success, and they basically try to pull the not you know pull the plug entirely but they want someone doing something less to preserve them but Um, i'm sure it happens i mean yeah when it comes to stunt work probably uh, there's a few actors that do their own stunts still uh like tom cruise does his own stunts all the time still yes still and it's like as they get older i feel like they probably have to pull those same stops like hey we like we have the resources to have stuntmen and like you watch any blockbuster movie most of the time you can't tell that it's a different person they do a good job of editing it (laughs) so it's like why risk getting injured and setting back the movie when we could just hire another person to come in and right get it done so i don't know if that's something that they have to talk to tom cruise about that if that's an issue for him Right. But uh, I'm sure that other actors have had that same thing where it's like, hey, take take a step back. Here's uh, here's Jimmy. He's gonna do your <laughs> your uh, stunts. Not Garoppolo, a different Jimmy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I figured so much. You know, an athletic guy, but yeah, makes sense to me with the stunts. I get it. Yeah, that's all basically right. it for sports, right? Yes. Yeah. What do you got <laughs> that's for me? That's all that happened in the sports world. Exactly. Um, Nothing else. Well, I've got I've got some news. Um, the uh, D twenty three, so that's Disney's expo where they kind of announce everything coming up. Okay. Um, and it could be things that are coming up within this year, things coming up in the next few years. It's just like a, a big ground to announce a lot of big projects that they're working on. Uh, to get get that excitement, get the consumers ready to consume and purchase and watch. 
Well, a few of the things that they announced at D23 were things that we knew about already, but they like showed us trailers. So you see a lot of trailers of things that people are already excited for, and it really raises the uh, the excitement. We also got a lot of news about um, Marvel movies coming out. We got the cast of the Thunderbolts, which is like a, a team in the Marvel universe of like more underground heroes. Well, not underground, but uh, like anti-hero kind of people. Okay. And everyone's super excited for that movie. We got a little bit more news about Fantastic Four and um, Wakanda Forever and other TV shows they're doing for Marvel. Um, oh, and Secret, Secret Invasion, too. That's a That's a big one. Um, which you probably have no idea what I'm saying right now. Nope. They I'm also announced another language. <laughs> they announced a bunch of stuff about uh, Star Wars shows coming out. They they basically set they released a set for 2022 and like years to come for the Star Wars universe. So there's like a lot of news there for that. Um, we also got a lot of news about Disney Pixar stuff coming out, which is I mean of course it's Disney. So yeah. Since Disney owns all this stuff, of course, the excitement is around Marvel and uh, Star Wars. Those are giant fandoms. But Disney itself is a big fandom, too. And a few of the things that they announced, uh, one of them is they're doing a movie about the star that they always reference Wishing Upon called really? Wish. Yeah, it's like an animated <laughs> musical movie. <laughs> I don't know what the whole th- Maybe it's the story of why they say you have to wish upon a star. Wow, so like a huge prequel the origin story yeah. of the star wow. so that sounds interesting i'll probably watch it yeah it's like what what other movies could you see coming before that you one? could have did this for a two truth and a lie yeah and i would have picked this as a, as a lie we also are getting a sequel to inside out which is honestly one of my favorite pixar movies i really love that one so that's cool we'll, we'll see like the main character a bit older with more emotions uh so that'll be cool they announced, uh, well, they, they gave the first trailer for the new Little Mermaid movie, which looks exciting, but has gotten a lot of flack online uh, because of the actor playing Ariel, Hal ba- Bailey. Okay, I don't know who that is. Well, she is uh, an African-American woman, and so oh, okay. people are upset because, oh, Ariel's a white woman with red hair, so there's a lot of discourse online about how, like, People are upset about a mermaid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, once upon a time, that's how it was. But this is a new, a new story, a new production that they're making. So it right, can well, be... there's no rules on it too. Exactly. Like even exactly. the original story, I don't think specifies that. No, you know, <laughs> it's just Not what people I are used to. It's yeah. another like, yes, Disney's making a lot of live action movies, and they never are as good as the classic animated ones, but there's still a lot of room for originality in these movies. Absolutely. You know? Like getting the, the new experience, the 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 new uh, diverse casts that are yeah. putting on the show, which it's, it's good to have those faces coming in, playing the characters and offering accurate portrayals, yeah. which is awesome. Um, but you're always going to get pushback for that so disney's gonna continue to have to deal with that yeah i mean talent talent should always win out like i said i'm I'm unfamiliar with this actress but i'm sure you know what they've done leading up to this oh she has got got her to the point to where she should be 
the lead in such a Plus, you know um, a great story that people are looking forward to. It's it's well deserved. So right. that's, that's the way has, it should be. Disney has some of the best casting directors. Like yeah. their casting is very good in just about all of their films. Uh, so I mean, of course, you have a couple where it's just like, okay, come on. This guy, Will Smith, as the genie. I don't know about that. He did okay in that role, but you you have some where it's like, I don't I don't know why that person's cast in this role. Clearly, it's just a star power thing. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of the time, when it comes to like newer actors, yeah, uh, them casting newer actors, they do a great job. Look at Tom Holland, Zendaya. Oh yeah. Uh, they gave Robert Downey Jr. his his new chance with Iron Man. Wow, I know um, who these people that are. That was before like been... Disney really owned Marvel, but it's still like they they offer a lot of opportunity. And that's yeah. the thing. So it's like actors are doing their job and we need to just let them do it. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Yes. They I mean, you're reading the script, you know, and and that's that's how it all starts out and stuff. So how they want to cast it, that's there's people like you said that are a lot more talented in this than we are. So I wish that some people would just trust in those decisions and trust yeah. that it's going to be And most of the people who are upset you know? about it probably aren't even going to watch it anyway. So it's just like, come on. No harm you really no expect me it. to believe you care about a mermaid movie? Come on, man. <laughs> hey, um, they, you don't know how passionate some people are about <laughs> mermaid movies. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the thing. They really like their mermaid movies right after their UFC fights. Yeah, uh, hand in hand. Other news we got, some more video game news as well. Cool. They've announced um, Marvel is getting an AR game from the makers of Pokemon Go. Oh, okay. So it's going to be like a, a walk-around game, I think, where people play, <clears throat> like, can create their own hero or something. So now I don't know how they're going to do it. Maybe it's like you go to certain spots to fight crime or something yeah. or fight a, a villain. So instead of like Pokemon raids like they do in Pokemon Go, they might do like, oh, you're fighting Green Goblin over here at this <laughs> this bus stop. <laughs> now is that still a thing? Is Pokemon Go still? Oh, it's huge. It's huge, huh? Yeah. Now was there? I feel like I remember there being some sort of issues with that, just based on maybe it was dangerous. Maybe people weren't looking yeah. where they were going when it first or maybe came there out. There was some GPS. Mm-hmm. location tracking concerns when it first something. came out there was a lot of concerns because um the game itself didn't really have all the uh, things in place to make sure pokemon didn't appear in places where people shouldn't be gotcha um yes. there were a lot of um people being on their phones while driving driving oh geez and um not wa- looking both ways before crossing the road right i, I mean it's the same that. issues that come with just having a phone that's what yeah so when you give someone a more interactive experience on the phone they're gonna they're gonna pay more attention to that than anything else they're immersed in that world um, yeah they've since added a lot more warnings and stuff in the app to make okay. sure that people are being safe or really just to cover their butts yes. because you, you can't ensure the safety of everyone okay with any stupid is a human disease all right? <laughs> there's no way you're ever going to stop it uh so as as many warnings as you throw out as long as you're covering your own butt that's that's the most you can do yeah. when it comes to a company like that Caution, so this, this coffee's hot marvel yeah. heroes when this comes out just be prepared for more of those stories again because marvel's like one of the biggest franchises right now yeah, I, I mean, I was asking because I don't want their 
I mean, I'm probably not going to participate, but I, for people that enjoy that, I want it to do well. I don't want there to be any main issues to where, you know, people that enjoy this cannot enjoy it because, like you said, somebody did something that they shouldn't. Someone have broke in Area 51. <laughs> yeah. Fight Mewtwo. They should, yeah. <laughs> they should have been paying better attention to their surroundings. But I mean, right. every every case and story is different or something. But I, overall, I wanted to you know be safe and successful so. yeah and we'll, and we'll see what happens we've still got a bit before that comes out it comes in uh next year so we've gotcha. got plenty of time there's also an announcement for a game starring uh black panther and captain america teaming up uh for like a, a world war ii inspired story which sounds kind of interesting so just all the different stories yeah and it's it's um from the ex-director of uncharted the uncharted game series oh, okay so that nice. and that's a really good series, really good storytelling. Um, right. So I'm I'm excited to see what they do with that. I don't know what the story is behind it, but that should be fun. But yeah, totally. there's a few other Disney games as well. Um, but just there's a lot of news that just came out about who's playing who and what's coming out when. So yeah. we've got a lot to look forward to, basically from Disney on this podcast, especially right, folks. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna talk about it every day. Absolutely. <laughs> so I do just have one somewhat rhetorical question. I kind of already know the answer, but the acquisitions of other companies, you know, Disney acquiring more and more companies. Yeah. How does that affect these events, you know, and these announcements? Does it just make it that big of a draw or a bigger draw of an audience? Now more people are, thing. are yeah. paying attention because, you know, uh, something that they pay attention to and they like is now under that umbrella so now they're you know paying attention to this when prior to maybe they weren't it just it drives in more people oh for sure like with all the star wars updates you have a lot more star wars fans paying attention mm -hmm. while disney's owned star wars for a while yeah um they've really been doing a lot more with them lately since the release of the um the last trilogy of the skywalker saga so, like, we, we got those movies. It was, like, super exciting for movies 7, 8, and 9. Um, but they really didn't start doing a lot with it until the streaming service came out and they were doing all these Star Wars shows. Um, so there's just a lot more content in a smaller amount of time. Whereas right. it was, like, maybe one movie a year before. Oh, okay. So or yeah. one movie every other year. So that's an example. You also have integration of Fox properties now, since they okay. own Fox. Um, they own like everything. they'll they'll <laughs> use The Simpsons in their advertising a lot, um, since it's the longest running animated show. Yes, yeah. So that drives in. The, yeah, those so are it drives like, in like people who like to watch. I don't know Adult Swim or Family Guy, Family Guy, and, and stuff like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah, like those are just two. Uh, huge, huge fandoms that you just mentioned. That's funny. Yeah, Star Wars and Family people Guy. Love, <laughs> people do. No, they, people like you mentioned Adult Swim. Oh yeah. Pe people love the adult animated uh, cartoons and stuff. People love those. People love Star Wars. Um, so now it's good that they have this yearly event to look forward to. I always think that those are cool for and anyone that does it or whatever. I mean, in my world, they do the. <laughs> They announce the schedules 
for sport you know teams so the, the bulls they announced their schedule for the year the bears they announced their schedule for the year that's always you imagine like, if that they, was like also a big thing like this it like kind of, the bulls are playing a game every week <laughs> it kind of is i mean when you find out who's playing on christmas day for nba when you find out who's playing on uh thanksgiving day for football it's it, it's pretty exciting you know um it's like you said not a huge event big gathering anything like that but it is a day that's announced prior to it you know it's 7 p.m on this day we'll be announcing it and yeah people look forward to it so always good to have things to look forward to what else you got for us uh the only other thing that i i have that i wanted to talk about is we talked about this last week though too mm. the emmys are tomorrow Okay. So the, those are the the primetime television awards. This is the big award show for TV series. So taking so, place on Monday. Yep, taking yes. place on Monday, Monday the twelfth. Yeah. Uh, so I'll probably have more news about that next week if anything exciting happens at this award show. Oh no, we'll see. <laughs> a couple slaps or yeah. Other I things. hope not. I hope everyone keeps their hands to themselves and we just have a. A good time celebrating the successes of those that we work with. How yeah. about that? As yeah, as we should. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that's it for my my stuff for news. All right, so let's bring it back now to the past and go over a older movie. Correct? We're yes. doing the poster post game analysis. Wait, no, that's next week. <laughs> poster post game oh, analysis whoops. is next week. We uh, this sorry, is a skim looking through. at my notes. Yes. <laughs> Got this excited. is a skim a through. Skim through. Um, so I, I kind of previewed it last week that it is a movie that a lot of people know. Maybe you haven't seen it in a while. I know I myself have not seen it in a long time. This will be great then. A refresher. Yeah, this is a movie called Dead Poets Society. Okay. It's a. <laughs> have you never seen this before? I don't think so, no. You don't think so? Okay. <laughs> I've heard of it, but... You've probably heard I've... of it. I mean, it stars one of the greatest actors of our time, Robin Williams. Okay, he is in that? Okay. Yeah, he plays he plays the main teacher. Teacher, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so okay. he, he plays the teacher who teaches poetry. He teaches English, actually, but he teaches it through, like, unconventional ways. Kind of okay. how our podcast approaches our topics in unconventional ways. I would say so. so <laughs> a little inspiration from a movie I've never seen. So yeah, we're <laughs> going to start a skim through. I'm going to try not to go into as much detail as I did last month because I feel like it just kind of elongated things. We didn't need like a lot of uh, of that stuff, like the whole, I don't know. There, there were parts that I was just like, this isn't going to go into Devin's story at all. I feel like this isn't going to come up. Yeah, Your thing had nothing same about much. sharks. Yeah, the same. <laughs> yeah, there is no sharks NBA team, just pelicans. Yeah, but yeah, uh, the more details you have, I could have more details, but it's a long shot. It just depends. Yeah. So I'm a little nervous for this one. Let's see if I know. <laughs> uh, let's just see if I, well, you know, have something, and let's see where this goes. Break a leg. <laughs> so yeah, following with our theme this month of back to school. I wanted to pick a movie that's um, about school and about an educator that kind of inspires his students. Um, so this story follows, uh, it's in New England, and, and it's a period piece around like the, the 50s, like 50s, almost 60s, I think. Okay. So it's, it's a bit older of a movie. Um, 
So as you picture in your head, just try to picture that that time period. But it's not like rock and roll 50s, 60s. It's like more proper um, okay. stuff because it takes place at an all-boys academy. Okay. School. So it's like it's not like a public school. It's it's an academy. Okay. So it's, it's you're expected. There's big expectations on all the students here, and that's one of the big focuses for our main characters. Um, so our, our main character Todd, he's he's kind of like, you know, shy, a little lonely, uh, really really just focusing on like how he's sort of an outcast right from the get go, hmm. and he has these big expectations from his parents to to go be successful um to to live up to his brother's expectations who also attended the school that he's going to his brother went to like yale and he's he's got these huge expectations on his shoulders of being good being successful being um a uh, i believe he is supposed to be a a lawyer yeah yeah i i just want to make sure i have my notes so i don't get anything wrong but there's push for him to become a lawyer like his brother okay well, he doesn't want to be a lawyer. He wants to be a writer. Yeah. Okay. He 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 likes the more like beauty of the world kind of thing. He he likes to to find meaning in things, and he feels like as a lawyer he just wouldn't be able to do that. But he's not going to tell his parents that. Ever. No. Right. Well, his he he meets his dorm mate. Uh, his dorm mate's uh, Bud is is named Neil. Okay. And um, Neil. Same thing. Parents have high expectations on him to become um, successful, to become a doctor. Okay, so that's two professions that like take a lot to become lawyer, doctor. Like, you have to be on your stuff and go through a lot of school to become those two things. Well, these two, they because they have similar situations, they get along pretty well, which is great. Um, and, and they're able to really relate to each other and confide in each other, which is awesome that, you know, as dorm mates, they're able to, to get that, that relationship. I agree. And as they go through this school, like you, you meet all these teachers who are very similar to the parents in that they, they also have these huge expectations on, on their shoulders and they just teach, they lecture and it's boring and, and just like conventional ways, old fashioned uh, well, then, during the, the first day of, of classes, they go to this English class, and then there's this new teacher there who apparently also went to the school when he was younger. And he um, is just so inspiring. Mr. Keating is his name. Um, and he, he's super inspiring to them. And on the first day, he tells the boys that they, they should call him, Oh, Captain, my Captain which is a reference to a Walt Whitman poem about Abraham Lincoln. Okay. Uh, very good poem. But it's just right from the get-go, they, they're taken from him to, to go look at like this wall of achievements in the school, and he tells them, Y'all, you can be great too. Yeah. Like, look at all these achievements. Look at all, all the great stuff that came out of the school. You can be that too. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, instead of saying you have to be that it's you can be that which is already like different from the other teachers it's just like it's not expectation it's more so trying to foster that inspiration yeah Yeah. inspiration Mm -hmm. which is great and keating then inspires the boys and um tells them to 
carpe diem or seize the day. Like seize their day, find meaning in life, find meaning in what you do. I feel like I've heard that or seen that. Yeah, maybe. you've definitely heard the seize the day thing. <laughs> Gotcha. Carpe diem is a very popular phrase. All right. Um, so yeah, starting from that point, I'm gonna take a pause. Where, sure. you know, we've got a good amount of information here. I feel. Yes. I'm sure there's there's some sort of experience you can think of with sports of people with great expectations who, who maybe weren't sure if they were gonna live up to that or needed the inspiration. I could go many which ways. Um, Especially when, you know, looking back, you're mentioning siblings and parents having an expectation that two siblings are going to kind of do the same thing. Um, I think we've mentioned it before. There are some brothers that have played in the NFL. Um, So I could go that route, although I don't really want to say, you know, like one person was successful and one was not because even making the NFL is a huge accomplishment just in that um there's just has been two brothers both were quarterbacks um the Carr brothers david and Derek. um david had a bit of a shorter career not as much success Derek carr is still in the nfl on the las vegas raiders but i don't really know if i want to go that route so something that i'm gonna have to maybe do just a little bit of research on while you're speaking. But I do know that there is a now-retired NFL quarterback, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who went to Harvard. So going to Harvard is not really very common for going then to the NFL. Um, There's been one other player, Richard Sherman, who went to Stanford. So you don't really expect these schools to produce, um, you know, NFL starting caliber players um, and whatnot. And I believe maybe, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who I'm probably going to do this story, you know, in relation to, um, I believe he had some sort of siblings also potentially go to that school. Maybe, maybe not. I'll have to check up on that. But I I believe so. Um, I believe there is something along those lines in the family. But... You know, whether it was they went to that school to be a lawyer or, you know, do something in business, that's not what Ryan wanted to do. Ryan wanted to play football, you know what I mean? So you'll go deeper into this, but it sounds to me like he probably had a lot of coaches along the way that told him, like, hey, you can do this. You can make it to the NFL and, you know, be great in what you do there. And, you know, maybe... I, I think he graduated. I think he did economics, Ryan Fitzpatrick and stuff right. for his uh, studies and his degree. Um, but there was something that was, you know, calling his name. There was something that was more interesting and more inspiring to him. So yeah. I think just in terms of it being a feel-good story, I, I feel like this is a better route to go. Yeah, yeah. He more <laughs> wants to do football than what his he's being forced to do. I, I exactly. Like that. That's good. This is good. Good comparison. <laughs> uh, going further into the story, the next day of class, um, they have their textbook for class, and at the beginning of the class, that uh, I mean, the beginning of the book, there's like a passage that explains to them how to analyze poetry based on like mathematical plotting, and it's like all analytical and scientific or mathematic and and mr keating's like no we're not doing that rip that page out of your book and all the kids are like what like you want us to rip up our textbooks he's like look 
this is not the Bible. This is like, you need to find your own meaning in things. Let's rip this out. And so they, they ripped out the pages of their book that tells them how to analyze poetry um, with him encouraging them. You need to analyze it yourself. Find your own meaning in it. Find your own way of figuring out what what does this mean. Further showing like unconventional ways, uh, more like liberating, non-conforming ways of approaching the subject matter, which they don't see in their other classes. Um, there's a little like romance side plot. I'm going to skip that. I don't really... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess there's like some important <laughs> aspect of that with like, okay, so, so <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick is married. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he has a lot of kids too. So, so one of the other characters is um, invited to like a, a family dinner party and he he meets this girl that he falls in love with but she's dating um the son of the the family friends there you go that's all you need to know about okay. that for now we might come back to that <clears throat> right. well then there's a day a few few days later that they find like an old yearbook from mr keating's time at the school at the academy and of the different organizations that it lists that he was involved with, Dead Poet Society is one of them. And they're like, well, what is that? We've never heard of that. And he explains to them that it was like a, a secret club dedicated to like like finding the meaning of life or, or, or taking the meaning out of life. And so the kids are like, well, that sounds awesome. We want to start one. Yeah. And he kind of encourages them, like, yeah, go ahead, like, find the the importance of your life experience or, or, like, the, so in that club, they would read poetry to each other and kind of just be more philosophical about life. And so the kids decide that they want to try that. And so they, they tried the, the classmates plan together. They're like, let's start one. Let's go do this at, like, midnight this night. And and they all end up going. One is like super adamant on like he doesn't want to, he doesn't care about poetry or whatever. But the rest of them are good, and they all they all end up meeting and they and they do it and they they start to learn like how the 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 way that poetry is written can help enhance their lives, like help them to find that that meaning of everyday life. Um, then in the next class. Mr. Keating then makes them stand on their desks to see the world from a dis different perspective. Okay. <laughs> I know it all sounds cheesy right now. Um, but then they're given their first homework assignment, which is um, write an original poem, which they'll then read to the class. Um, those methods, so those we've already heard like three things that he's done that's kind of different from the other teachers that doesn't conform with what you'd normally think of when you think of an academy school. Mm -hmm. um, and that starts to cycle around the school. And the teachers sort of like approach Keating about it when, when they're like doing like a staff dinner or something. Um, they, they ask him, they're like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> this isn't the normal way of teaching the class. Like they are young whatever and he's like well i'm trying to encourage them to be free thinkers and they're like they're too young for that why does that matter they need to learn what they're supposed to do mm -hmm. they need to learn um they need to make sure that they're setting themselves up for a career and of course keating's like against that but like he he sort of just like 
defends himself in a in a respectful way. Mr. Yeah. Keating is like a really good person. Yes, is what you get from this. He's like the entire time, and this is Robin Williams, of course, is Mr. Yeah. Keating because mm-hmm. Robin Williams is a pure person. Yes, and it, it just reflects his character very well that he's he's not going to sit here and fight other teachers and argue, but he's going to defend his his approach to the class. Yeah. Um, and so cool. after that, like we see a couple different ways that the the main character boys are trying to seize the day. One of them is trying to uh, trying out for a Midsummer's Night Dream, the play, the school play, um, which is totally against what his parents support. <laughs> and then uh, Knox, the kid that was that fell in love with. The school. Oh, I knocked that over two episodes in a row now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Knox, the guy who fell in love with the girl at the, the family dinner party, uh, goes to uh, a, a game and sees the couple. He's, like, trying to figure out how he's going to seize the day. Um, so, yeah, that's more towards the middle of the, the movie. So we're seeing okay. that they're starting to seize the day. You know, there's a couple other unorthodox ways that Mr. Keating kind of teaches them he has them kick soccer balls okay while yelling poetry um (laughs) so that that sort of adds the energy to to the the reading the poem so there's your sports reference in there that's so i should have been doing soccer this whole yeah you should have been picking soccer players i don't know what you're you're doing wrong football (laughs) yeah um neil makes it into the play um and he has to like forge a letter of permission from the uh, the headmaster mm-hmm. and from his dad and stuff. So like, there, there's all sorts of other issues with how they're trying to seize the day and the the obstacles popping up along the way. So let's let's take another pause and check back in with your story. These obstacles starting to pop up mm-hmm. as they're trying to really just make their moments. Okay. Do you have any references there? So, obviously, like I said, he's now since been retired. So, he did play in the NFL for a long time. And I can bring that in maybe closer to the end. But since this is an academy that you're speaking of, I'm trying to think of you know, college and things leading up to the NFL. And eventually doing what you want to do. I'm sure it gets to that point at some point. So, for now, I'll still keep it on the you know, college level. Um, I have heard an interview with him, so there is some stuff I know. I also did find information about one of his two brothers. So while it's not entirely, you know, relevant, it's not relevant, but like uh, in relation to, I just thought this was kind of funny that in the interview he said both of his parents went to and graduated from Arizona State University. So he said, although, you know, getting accepted into Harvard, that's where he really wanted to go, was Arizona State, rather than going to Harvard. And it's just kind of funny to say out loud, like, hmm, my two choices for schools are I want to either go to Harvard or I want to go to Arizona State. You know, two just totally different kinds of schools, like you said, one being Ivy League and whatnot. So at the end of the day... While it's, I'm sure his parents were thrilled that he went to Harvard, he wanted to kind of do something in, you know, to, you know, I guess make his parents proud. And what he thought that would be would be going to the same school as them and 
graduating from there, but he has to do his own thing. He didn't have to do what his parents, you know, did. He could do something different, and then they would actually, in turn, be even more proud, you know, because that's just, like you said, Ivy League school, and there's just a lot more resources. He did uh, economics, and then his brother, I would assume, did English or something pertaining to that because I see that he is, Jason Fitzpatrick is an editor-in-chief of Life Savvy Site, and he is the founding editor of Review Geek Site, so pretty uh, big deal in terms of, you know, being part of those organizations, so got an NFL quarterback, and then we have an editor-in-chief as two brothers, <laughs> so different, you know, both of them, I'm sure, did what they wanted to do. Maybe one thing was kind of like, hey, kids, maybe this is something you should consider. You guys are skilled in this. You guys are smart. Think about doing this. But one went and played football instead and was, you know, physical and, you know, a, a similar to Josh Allen, good rushing quarterback, but also a lot of other physical traits for passing. So, yeah, just kind of. Not what you expect, uh, especially for somebody being smart and going to Ivy League school, but that's what you wanted to do, and that's what happened. So I know that didn't really add too much more context. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. So just wanted to check in and get a little bit more info there. Sure. Um, so we're, we're entering into about the third phase here. Um, there's still some introductory stuff. You know, the kids are still building their confidence. Uh, it comes the day that they're supposed to share their poems, and... We get to Todd, and Todd's like, I didn't write a poem. And Keating forces him to make one up on the spot. Oh, wow. He ends up um, like improvising one with the, the teacher's coaching mm -hmm. about this portrait of Walt Whitman on the wall. And he calls him like the, the snaggly-toothed madman. Um, and... And so, like, that boosts Todd's confidence. He he begins to grow as well. He, he seemed like one of the stragglers there, but he's starting to get, get better. And... We continue to see the boys grow through each of these ways that they're trying to seize the day and starting to inspire each other with idea building. Um, really trying to figure out how can they make their seizing of the day successful. Uh, Knox eventually goes to uh, a party for the football players and ends up no, trying to seize the day by, by kissing um, the, the girl. And it's... <laughs> Doesn't work out. He gets beat up. <laughs> but oh, no. He sees the day, you know. That one's he, a little, yeah. like, iffy one. He, he he took the chance. You know, they're that's taking chances. True. That's part of it, yeah. Your own interpretation is, you know, it just depends, yeah. Right. Well, the the boys, they, they continue their Dead Poet Society meetings, and they invite a bunch of girls, eventually. And they they start to joke, and uh, they, they write this fake letter like asking the school to start to admit girls and they write it to the headmaster and the headmaster gets pretty pissed off about that <laughs> um and he talks to to uh keating and is like you got to stop this this is not okay it is hurting the school's led legacy it is hurting the students future so on and so forth. So so now Keating is starting to get like really reprimanded for mm -hmm. his teaching methods. Um, later on, we get to um, the part where 
the the school play is happening and Neil, who is playing uh, Puck, one of the the major characters of the show, he he does a fantastic performance of it. He re- receives a standing ovation, um, but his father's still mad. So even despite his success at what he wants to do, his father is still holding him back and still very upset about the situation. And he he tells Mister Keaton like, "Stay away from my son," wow. all that kind of stuff. Well. Um, Later, because he just can't cope with the um, his father's expectations and and the the world and what he wants to do and everything, he does end up uh, committing suicide. Oh no! Uh, with his father's gun, and the boys they learn about this and they um, they're getting questioned about their club. Um, they. There's like all sorts of drama around that and whether the club is okay and 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 uh, getting the secrets out to the headmaster. So everyone's finding out about the the dead poet society, and everyone like they're trying to figure out who's who's each a member and so so basically they're they're really not like getting in super trouble for it, but they're they're getting mm. they're involved. They're they're involved. They're getting yeah. reprimanded yes. for being a part of this. This club of free thinkers or uh, philosophical thinkers, and um, they they sign a they're forced to sign this um, this 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 petition or not not petition but they're they're forced to sign a document um, that blames Keating for the the club and everything. Instead oh, of wow. themselves, who were the free thinkers. So they really placed the blame on Keating no, to save wow. face. And Keating ends up getting fired. Yeah. was forced to leave um, without like any sort of benefits of being able to go somewhere else. Like no letter of recommendation, nothing. Yeah, he gets nothing. fired. He is not allowed to teach in the state, basically, Jeez. is what they're trying to do. So it it's just sad because the kids liked him. Right. And while the teachers disapproved of his teaching method... They're, they still liked him as a person, and they're mm-hmm. sad to see him go, and so are the students and everything. And so when and this comes the iconic scene here where the, they come in, the headmaster comes in with the new substitute to take over the class mm-hmm. as uh, Mr. Keating is entering the, the class to collect his, his stuff before he leaves. The students like are like, we were forced to sign the paper like we didn't want to do this uh and and keating's like i know like I, and he's not upset it's it's mr keating you know he understands yeah he's not upset he he's he's fine you know it's 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 odd but yeah. as he's leaving all the students start to stand on their desk <laughs> and they say oh captain my captain and each of them stands on their desks of the members of the dead poet society obviously not every kid in the class was a member but the ones who were stand up and say oh captain my captain and it kind of inspires keating as he leaves the room like even with the headmaster threatening each of them as they stand up like i'll expel you but since they're all like standing at the same time it's like you can't mass expel people without causing some stir in the world yeah. you know, or in the area definitely and as mr keating leaves you know you see like that proud tear in his eye 
that he has inspired these kids to become those free thinkers. He's impacted them. He, yeah, he the impacted them. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's where we end as he he walks out of the school for good. Wow, that was. Not I did my I best. Was, no, that was not what I was expecting. But that I think just goes to show why it is it's such a popular movie, right. and a great movie because. It's feel it's, good at parts, but like yeah. the ending, it's it's bittersweet, you know. Bittersweet for sure. So I don't, I do, and I don't have something for that. I mean, obviously there's something in the middle there, or I guess towards the end there, that's very very depressing. Right. I don't have anything for that. Um, I did mention that, you know, as it gets to the point to where he's influenced them, and they've gotten, I guess. Like you said, at the end, they've gotten to the point to where that's just... That he's impacted them so much to where they're going to stand up on their desk and they're going to do something that, even if they're being sworn not to, they're going to do it anyway. So they've kind of been impacted to the point of no return. And, and for the better, you know, they're they're happy with their decision, these, these students and stuff. Um, whether people are in their ear telling them not to or whatever the case may be. So I guess just moving on to his career, I always find his career... Very interesting. So he's played for, I think. So I don't know if it, he's the one that's played for the most amount of teams, but in terms of throwing touchdowns on the most amount of teams, uh, I believe he has a record for that. So mm. they call that a journeyman. They, you know, you've kind of been hopping from team to team every two or three years, but you're kind of an impactful person from a leadership standpoint. Um, you're the older guy. You're, you know, closer to. 35, 39, I forget exactly when you retired, but, um, you know, you're just, you got a lot more experience. Maybe they drafted a rookie. They got a guy that's 23, 24 years old. Ryan Fitzpatrick has a lot to tell them and a lot to show them. Um, he's just kind of always played in his own unique way. He said, I said that one record for being on a lot of different teams. He has a record for having three games in a row where he threw for over 400 yards. So that's just, that's terrific. That's magnificent. I mean, that's like, he'll have stats that are up there with Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, like all of the greats. He'll have stats that they don't even have. Right. Um, but where he struggled with, and that's why he's bounced from team to team, he's been a starter, he's been the second string, is with um, inconsistencies. But he's kind of just always done <clears throat> what he wants to do or what he can do what he does best or whatever. So they at times have called him Fitz Magic when he's had like, you know, just insane performances. How is he doing this? He is unreal. He is awesome. But then when things are not going well, uh, that's when they call him Fitz Tragic. So I just thought these kind of two nicknames in terms of poetry and plays is a, l a little, I guess, um, what do you say? A coincidence, small coincidence. Um, but yeah, I mean, one game he'll throw you five touchdowns. The next game he'll throw you five interceptions. That's just kind of what it was with him. I mean, not always that way to a T, but <clears throat> that's just kind of how it was. But he always stayed true to himself. He kind of always knew that about himself. Um, but teams kept giving him chances. Young quarterbacks kept listening. And he had a lot to offer to them. So I kind of see him as being an unconventional guy. And you're mentioning an unconventional professor, unconventional club and students and stuff. So he kind of is that too. So <clears throat> I do like, you know, 
they're different, but I do like how for both people, things didn't go exactly the way they wanted to, but they're still, at the end of the day, <clears throat> happy with the result. I would say both Keaton and Fitzpatrick are yeah. happy with the results. Didn't go 100% as planned, but looking back, they're happy that they had an impact on students, an impact on players, you know, impact on that academy and that club, impact uh, on the league. So they both had an impact in an unconventional way. Yeah. There you have it. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a good good example of someone who maybe had those bigger expectations of what he should be, and he really yes. just broke from that and did what made him happy. Absolutely. I would say he made me happy. I would have him for fantasy. He seized the day. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he When he would go out and throw for like 400 touchdowns, or Oh, I wish 400 touchdowns, 400 yards 400. and four and four you know uh, four touchdowns in a game. I mean, like that is unreal. That's awesome. You know, for, in terms of that game, you're like wow. That he performed the best out of any other quarterback in that week. You know, in that time. So it's just like that's awesome. You know, what I mean, right, right. So that's that's what we have. I'm two for two. I'm all right. Yeah, I'm good. Surprised. Yeah, you're able to find these really good <laughs> stories. That's awesome. That's awesome. So cool. I'll I'll make sure to find one that's even harder next month. <laughs> oh boy, we'll see. These interviews with the players helps for sure. Oh yeah, wouldn't have been able to do it without that. Yeah, getting those more personal stories, uh, the things that aren't like tip like you can't watch a football game and know someone's personal stories. So. Being able to pull from the interviews, pull from their their uh, statements really helps. Yeah, that's what I'm going to have to keep doing for this. At first, when we were workshopping this, I thought, okay, you're going to tell this story, and I'm going to say, oh, it's just like in the fourth quarter when you're down by 14 points, <laughs> and you score a touchdown, and then you get onside kick. And it's, No, it's, it's going to be more about players you know, and their, their stories rather than what happens in a game. I realize that now, but yeah. I feel like I've done enough preparation, and I'm going to continue <laughs> to. I, I I love the interviews and the, the documentaries and stuff like that. Wish I've seen more, but I guess I'll have to. It's part of my homework. So Yeah, <laughs> do your homework. Will do. You too at home. Do your homework. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's it for the skim through this week. Join us next week for the poster post-game analysis where we're going to do a post-game analysis of a recent game. Mm -hmm. uh, and we'll, we're going to throw some teachers in the mix. We're going to stick with that theme. We're going to see um, Mad Lib style a, a game and see what, what wacky characters end up playing together. <laughs> yes, just like how they did in the Fantasy Fantasy Golf. I would like to thank all of the voters for voting correctly yet again. Oh, I didn't even I won, check the votes. I won by just a hair. No it way. It's like I won by just no one singular vote. I'm checking so, that. I'm checking that again. <laughs> I would like to thank everybody. Uh, did you take did the Facebook ones was, into account? Yes. Yeah. Ah. I did math. Yes. So it was close. Uh, thank you for all who participated. We had a lot of fun doing that. A lot of fun putting the visual together. Um, thank you for all. And we think next week is going to be a lot of fun too. No competition element except for the teams and for the teachers, principals, and uh, professors that are participating. I thought I had that one in the bag. I'm, <laughs> I'm upset. 
hey, it's it's getting better and better. And just a reminder, we are at Devin 0-1 and Wesley 1-0 for this month. So why don't you start with your two truths and a lie as the winner uh, and only winner of last week. <laughs> okay, I'll start. I'll start. Um, so I wanted to go, since the Emmys are tomorrow, around the route of award winners. Yes. And so there's this um, concept. There's like a special award for those who win an award in the four different major act, not acting, uh, entertainment categories. And that's okay. Emmys, Grammys, Oscars, and Tonys. Wow. The Emmys for TV, yeah. Grammys for music, Oscars for movies, and Tonys for stage. Yeah, so there there are only a few people who have won and want at least one of every single award. Mm-hmm. And so, for two truths and one lie, of these three actors, which one holds an EGOT? An EGOT, okay. Whoopi Goldberg, okay. Hugh Jackman, or Meryl Streep? I want to add in like that who wants to be a millionaire music. It's like boom, dun, dun, dun. boom. Um, wow this is tough (laughs) it is tough i was surprised by the answer i'm thinking of who just would be i mean it doesn't help that i don't really know that much about uh hugh jackman or (laughs) (laughs) um i just feel like all three of them have acted in multiple capacities. They've been on yeah. stage. They've been on screen. I mean, I guess this this is just how I'm going to go, and it could play in my favor or not. So, what is Whoopi Goldberg a part of right now? Some sort of morning um, talk show. Talk show, right? So, I, I feel like for those, they try to get people that have done just a little bit of everything in their careers. Um, so, I'm. For that reason, gonna go with uh, Whoopi Goldberg. I think maybe she's had so many experiences and accomplished so many things to where maybe she's on that talk show for that reason. That's your so, final answer. That's my final answer. All right. Well, you're right. Yes. Um, so all three of them have experience on stage, on screen. They have experience recording music for musicals. Yes. But Whoopi Goldberg is the only one who's won a Grammy. For a comedy album. Nice. Um, Very good. Yeah. So you got it. There you go. You're one and one. One and one. Wait, one and Oh, yeah, because you got one wrong. That's right. One and one. There we go. Wow. I'm I'm surprised, but I like my my logic there. I was surprised by the answer, too, to be (laughs) honest, because I know like Hugh Jackman and Meryl Streep, they have amazing voices. Gotcha. Um, Where? Maybe not amazing voice, but they sing. <laughs> so I was gonna ask. I, I should know a little bit more about the Grammys and the awards. I was gonna ask what you everything that you can be awarded for. So you can, knowing that you can be awarded for comedy, um, you can be awarded for like spoken a word? spoken word, like a uh, uh, a comedy show. Right. You could be a. You could win for a podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so and. Everybody has a podcast now, so that could have... So anyone can win a Grammy. Gone any which way, exactly, <laughs> but I I had a thought in my head, and I stuck with it. I'm glad. Um, me up next. So there are going to be a lot of games, 
baseball games played on Sunday. So I'm going to go over those again, similar to last week. I promise I'll switch it up in the future, but I, I, I thought this was tricky last week. So um, three games, one of these teams is not real and obviously not playing. Mm-hmm. So the Nationals and the Phillies are playing. The Red Wings and the Orioles are playing. And the Cardinals and the Pirates are playing. Which of these is not actually a team? And that's not no. playing a game. Tell me them one more time. So, and you can let me know if this, since this is technically six teams, if this isn't unfair, but. No, tell me, tell me. Okay. Nationals and Phillies are playing. Red Wings and Orioles are playing. And Cardinals and Pirates are playing. I know Cardinals and Pirates are real. Mm-hmm. I know Nationals are real. Mm-hmm. The ones I'm between are. Red Wings and Phillies. Okay. Um, can you tell me the sport? This is baseball. Oh, this is baseball? It's... Okay, because I know... I know Pittsburgh Steelers is their football team. Yes. Um, but I don't know if their team is just named the Phillies. And I've never heard of the Red Wings either. That uh, sounds made up. Um, I don't know why in my head right now I'm I'm Philadelphia Eagles is popping up in my head and I don't know what they are. That's is that a team? Is that a real team? Yeah, it is. I'm trying to figure out what they are right now in my head. I'm like debating whether or not I can or should tell you. (laughs) I don't know. You just let me know. You don't don't know? know. No, I, I know. I, I don't know Ugh, if I should tell you. So rude. Um, um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say... Hmm, ah, now, now I'm popping up a logo in my head of something with red wings. And I'm like, maybe uh-huh. that's it. Oh, boy. I'm going to say... And what was that? Pirates and the... Pirates and Cardinals. Cardinals? Yeah. Where's the Orioles? That's my question. That sounds Baltimore. Mm. Baltimore Orioles. And Philadelphia Phillies is like you were saying. And Pittsburgh Pirates. I, I guess I'll, since it's a lot of teams, I'll yeah. give you hints as to where they play. So And Pittsburgh. I can't say that, you know, there can't be two teams in the state, because we have two teams. So Yes. Um I'm gonna go with the it's the the Philadelphia Phillies is is yeah that's not my answer but that was just that's, confirming that's what it is yeah I'm just gonna say Red Wings I'm gonna say Red Wings wow you're doing great you're on yes. a roll so yes. the Detroit Red Wings is the NHL hockey team okay what I did is the Boston Red Sox are playing the Baltimore Orioles. So I just changed oh, Sox to Wings. Yes. I like it. Um, but they're, you know, but it Red wasn't Wings is a mascot. Enough to Red... stump me. No, it's very impressive. So I'll switch it up next week because I am now realizing that doing six teams is kind of unfair. But Yeah, it's rude. You also, know, rude. You also know too many teams. You said <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles, that's NFL. Pittsburgh Steelers, also NFL. I've just heard of Those two states, like you mentioned, Philadelphia Phillies and Pittsburgh Pirates, two teams, same state. 
So yeah, you you know your geography too well. So I, I'm gonna do <laughs> players next time. Yes. <laughs> so Wesley at two and zero, oh, Devin at one and one for two truths and a lie. For I'll the win month somehow of September. this week. I'll win somehow, even though you won the the fantasy draft, which is wrong yet again. <laughs> I'll win. Hey, but that is it for this episode, folks. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Uh, if you want to find us on social media, you can find me on Twitter at WSkimMilk or at the website WSkimMilk.com. You can listen to this podcast, Just Skimming the Surface, or Freshly Popped. Devin, where are you at? I'm on Twitter as well, DevinLang32. And then the team I manage is the Chicago Claw. All of those being one word, no hyphens or anything of that nature. Chicago Claw. Yes. Fantasy football taking place this week i will have updates moving forward all right sounds good thank you for joining us for a longer episode but still a good episode and we'll see you next week for our poster post game analysis looking forward to it thanks folks the lang and skim of it podcast is available on all of your favorite podcasting providers apple podcasts google podcasts spotify and more be sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook at L&S Pod for updates. Thank you again for tuning in. We will see you next week.